Welcome to your go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it. Gaming. Wait for it. Anime. Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast and a brand new episode of my series titled My Dark Cryptid Fantasy. If you are brand new to the podcast, these are the episodes where I take advantage of the weird stuff that I'm into, such as the paranormal, extraterrestrials, and in this case, cryptids. Now, if you don't know what a cryptid is, I would suggest heading back to my very first episode of my Dark Cryptid Fantasy, which was on the Mukele Mbembe, and I'll go into more detail as to what a cryptid is. To kind of give you guys a short version, it's a creature that isn't necessarily recognized by science, but is kind of backed up by a lot of firsthand reports and is heavily debated on whether or not it exists or not. I have a really interesting one to talk to you guys about today. Actually, a cryptid that I really didn't know anything about, but found quite a bit of information on. So I'm excited to get into that here in just a moment. If you find yourself enjoying this episode, I'm sure that you will enjoy all of the rest of our content. Typically, we are a pop culture show. We just recently did our second ever live stream over on YouTube, where we discussed Zack Snyder's Justice League. So make sure you guys go check that out. I will leave a link in the show notes. And stick around to the very end, and I'll let you know where you can find all the rest of our content. Now, before I get started this week, folks, I do want to take a brief moment to acknowledge the tragedy that happened in Atlanta last week. For those of you that do not know, there was a deadly shooting at an Atlanta area spa where eight people tragically lost their lives. Six of the eight people that were killed were Asian women. And it is worth noting that two of the people that lost their lives were Caucasian. And I know our hearts go out to all the families and communities that were affected by this senseless tragedy. I did feel like it was my responsibility on this episode, you know, as an Asian American Pacific Islander, you know, of course, I'm, I'm Filipino. I did think it was important for me to use this platform to acknowledge the rise in hate crimes against Asian American and Pacific Islander communities since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, last week was a really troubling time for a lot of us within our community. And to those of you that reached out to me and and checked in on, you know, how I was doing, I really appreciate that. And people reaching out to figure out how they can be an ally and how they can help in incidences like this. It means a lot. It, It really, really does. And as you guys know, if you've been listening to this show, you know that we are heavily influenced by Asian culture. Of course, a big focus on our show with my co-host is talking about anime. So it is obviously very prevalent in our lives at pretty much every single corner. So if you want to be an ally and you want to help, I'm going to list some resources in the show notes. I'm also going to list some verified GoFundMe pages to support the victims of last week's incident. And I also, of course, want to take the time to acknowledge the lives lost in Boulder, Colorado yesterday as well. Just, again, more senseless tragedies. And I'm hoping that we will be able to create some sort of change in this country just for everybody's safety. You know, I'm a parent. I'm sure a lot of you listening out there are parents. Ultimately, we just want our children to be safe. And I don't think 
that is too much to ask. I think we can all at least agree upon that. But I just wanted to, again, take the opportunity to acknowledge what had happened and let you know that we are hurting right now. So if you do have someone in your life that is in the Asian American Pacific Islander community, reach out to them. Ask them how they are doing, because I promise you this is on their mind. Again, guys, thank you so much for allowing me to utilize this platform to discuss things that really matter to me. Of course, a couple of weeks ago, it was when my friend Eric Myers passed away and I was able to talk about him and uh, people reached out about that. And I really, really appreciate it. So with that being said, guys, let's get into this month's episode of my dark cryptid fantasy, because I have a really, really interesting case for you. So today's cryptid is called the Suchinoko. Now, the Suchinoko is a snake-like cryptid from the mountainous regions of Western Japan. Suchinoko sightings date back 1,400 years. The Japanese word for Suchinoko means child of hammer, or the literal meaning is child of dirt. The dirt child name may come from its appearance, which sometimes is described as entirely black, including the eyes. The Suchinoko can be found in remote locations such as mountains, forests, uh, specifically those near Shikoku, Honshu, the Kyoshu Islands, and on the Korean Peninsula. Now, you may be thinking to yourself and also looking at the artwork for this episode and saying, Phil, isn't this thing just a snake? Not necessarily. Descriptions of the creature vary depending on the sighting, but they are usually anywhere between 30 to 80 centimeters long. And while the Suchinoko slither on their belly and are often compared to snakes, you would never mistake the two. Suchinoko have a very wide belly and are bigger around the middle than any snake. Think about a big old chunky boy is pretty much all the pictures that I've seen. Now, their head and tail, however, are the size of a normal snake head and tail, but their body shape resembles a hammer or a mallet head with no hammer, which I think is probably where this child of hammer translation came from. It has large plate-like scales that run down its body in addition to a small set of horns alongside of its head. It reportedly has fangs and venom similar to common snakes. Some accounts also describe the Suchinoko as being able to jump three feet in the air, followed by immediately a second jump while still in the air. That is right, folks. You heard that correctly. This snake can double jump like Mario. Signs that a Suchinoko may be in your area include hearing a mouse-like squeak coming from a river, or in some cases, a seemingly human voice mimicking your conversations from the depths of a dark cave. Creatures resembling the Suchinoko have actually been part of Japanese folklore since prehistoric times. Jomon period pottery and stone tools with motifs resembling stumpy snakes have been discovered. During the Edo period, a number of venomous rolling snake-like yokai such as the Nozuchi and Suchikorobi were recorded in folkloric encyclopedias. Now, the Suchinoko actually became a national sensation back in the 1970s when a number of sightings and supposed live captures of the Suchinoko were reported. This sparked a quote Suchinoko boom and people all over the country all of a sudden began hunting for this thing. An explosion of eyewitness accounts, blurry photographs, and talk show specials cemented Sushinoko as a household name. Since then, it's remained an extremely popular subject amongst cryptozoologists, with monetary rewards occasionally offered to anyone able to produce a photograph or a physical specimen. Matter of fact, the government of Yoshi Okayama once offered a 20 million yen, which is 200,000 US dollars, reward for a successful capture of a Sushinoko. Another reward was for 100 million yen, which is a million US dollars. Now, I want to get into a little bit more of a description of the Tsuchinoko, as well as some eyewitness sightings. But really quick, I want to give a quick shout out to this week's affiliate. 
You know, lately, a lot of people have been coming up to me and asking, Phil, is it difficult to start a podcast? Well, not when you have the right partners. The team over at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. We use Buzzsprout over here at the Wait For It Podcast, and we absolutely love it. We switched over from some other podcast hosting websites a few years ago, and we are never looking back. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and a whole lot more. You can basically start with any gear that you already have in a quiet space. If you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. So join us here at the Way Forward Podcast, along with over 100,000 other podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. And of course, it helps support the show. Now, one thing I found interesting about the Tsuchinoko is that one legend says that it can bite its own tail so that it forms a hoop. It does this in order to roll down a hill at high speeds when it's chasing prey, which is similar to the Ouroboros of Greek mythology and the legend of the hoop snake in urban myths from the US and Canada. Some people actually claim that the Tsuchinoko has the ability to speak, like I mentioned before, but even if you meet a talking Tsuchinoko, they are not to be trusted. Apparently, Tsuchinoko are known to lie, and unlike other animals, they like the taste of alcohol. Which, you know, I totally get. After a long day of rolling down hills and lying to people, I'd probably want to drink too. Uh, the Tsuchinoko has actually appeared in a ton of popular video games that I found. Metal Gear Solid 3, Monster Hunter World, Metal Gear Solid 5, Yu-Gi-Oh! And the Pokemon Dunsparce is actually loosely based on the Tsuchinoko. Here are a few eyewitness reports that I found from Thought Catalog. A Japanese woman said, quote, I was surprised. I just pointed at it and asked, who are you? Who are you? It didn't answer me, but it just stared. It had a round face and didn't take its eyes off me. I can still see the eyes now. They were big and round, and it looked like they were floating on the water. I've lived for over 80 years, but I'd never seen anything like that in my life. In another eyewitness account, a farmer thought that he spotted one while cutting grass. He described what he saw as a snake-like creature with a face like a Doraemon. The farmer hit the beast with his weed whacker, but the crafty thing managed to escape. And in another instance, an elderly woman spotted what she thought was a Tsuchinoko by a stream. Instead of showing anyone her find or investigating further, she just buried the thing. Eventually, word got out of what the woman had done, so the local government sent out a team to dig up the creature and send its remains over to the local university for examination. The professor who analyzed the thing said it may indeed have been a Tsuchinoko, but, quote, scientifically speaking, it was a kind of snake, end quote. Now, is the version of the Tsuchinoko that's wrapped up in all this different type of lore real? Probably not. In all likelihood, the creature is probably some sort of actual snake or lizard. Now, interestingly enough, though, sightings of the creature can be found in ancient texts and artwork. In fact, the Tsuchinoko was mentioned in the Kojiki, which is the oldest chronicle of Japanese myths and stories known to man. But I also think about how insane it would be to see some of the animals we have around today for the first time. Like, for instance, look at the Komodo dragon. If I lived a thousand years ago and I saw a creature that looked like that, and I want to go tell someone about it, I'd probably embellish that story and assume that it was a real-life monster. The most likely story is that the Tsuchinoko is used as a representation of a certain type of person, evil, or impediment in our lives. But that's it for this episode of My Dark Cryptid Fantasy, you guys. I just wanted to bring that interesting one to you. What do you think? Do you think the Tsuchinoko is real, or do you think it's maybe being misidentified as something else? I would love to hear back from you. You can reach out to us on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Wait For A Podcast and on Twitter at Wait For A Pod. 
If you did enjoy this episode, you can find all of our content on all podcast directories, which of course includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and literally everywhere else. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please hit that purple icon and leave a five-star review. That is one of the best ways you can help support the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, make sure you check out our YouTube stream of The Snyder Cut. We also just recently reviewed Raya and the Last Dragon, the entirety of WandaVision. And in the future, we are going to be reviewing Godzilla vs. Kong, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and a whole lot more. Thanks so much for joining me here on the Way Forward Podcast. My name is Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. Do not forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and all you have to do is wait for it. So, I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is... Wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.